Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Wednesday hump day, September the 14th. Uh, on schedule today, got a couple high school coaches coming on today at 7.30 and 7.45. The Louisiana uh, sports writers' uh, polls are out uh, Boy, NBA owners got a nice mm. fine. He's staring at Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge gets closer to that mark of 61. The Dodgers clinched last night, and and uh, Steve Trout uh, didn't hit a home run. NFL news: uh, Prescott, no IR. Uh, Mike Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Excuse Steve. me. I said Steve, Steve, former pitcher. Yeah, with um, the Cubs. In part, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got my Trouts mixed up. Speckle and rainbow. Uh, elsewhere uh, on injury news, NFL, we'll talk a little bit about Prescott, no IR. Jerry Jones thinks he's going to be back in three or four weeks. T.J. Mm-hmm. Watt what wants to make sure if he can have a speedy recovery that he would be available. Yes. No guarantee, but he's thinking he's being optimistic, but I think he's also telling you how desperate he is at that position. Yeah, no IR either, so uh, that's interesting. Meanwhile, uh, elsewhere, uh, T.J. Watt with the Steelers. Looks like he'll be back sooner than they thought, too. Uh, so good for them. Elsewhere, too, the Lions are finally favored. I saw that <laughs> after, what, 24 games? That's uh, right. First That's time. right. They're favored over the Washington Commanders. Must uh, be in Detroit. Two and a half points, correct. Uh, but, uh, lo and behold, uh, Jeff, uh, NBA owner, uh, boy, he's in a whole lot of hot water this morning. I, I can't ever recall, and maybe you can, uh, Someone being fined $10 million. That's the maximum in that league, and he's suspended for a year. But I have a feeling uh, at some point they're going to suggest to get the, uh, was it Don Sterling, the owner of the L.A. Clippers? Uh, In fact, I I saw where uh, Steph Curry is uh, regretting not boycotting a game, um, uh, playoff game against the Clippers back in 2014. Uh, But... um, yeah, and what he's accused of is some pretty serious stuff, and especially in a league which is so dominated by African-American players That's that right. um, he would uh, carelessly uh, throw around the N-word. Or, yep. And then the, the suggestions about sexual misconduct uh, on the team, it's some pretty serious stuff there. And uh, in this day and age, uh, tough to survive those things. Yeah, you know, the Clipper owner didn't. He he had to sell the franchise, if I remember right. I think you're right too. Uh, in regards to uh, Mr. Tarver, uh, he's Robert uh, Sarver. Excuse me. He's in a whole lot of trouble, and uh, he yeah, just uh, you know, just when recounting the statements of others, you know, with, during the investigation, uh, uh, I think many employees came forth and stated how uh, he just. Uh, in his speech and recall, uh, uh, just uh, harassing people, and uh, he's got to pay a big fine, as you said, suspended for uh, over a year. Can it be around practices? Can't be around any. I mean, just a year away, and uh, he, you know, he just. And I don't know if he's been apologetic about it either, Jeff, in that regard. And uh, maybe that's why the ten million dollar fine came down on him. Uh, and investigated, including interviews of more than 320 uh, current and former employees, as well as Sarver. The NBA announced it. Also examined more than 80,000 documents and other materials, including emails, text messages, videos. And the report was made uh, publicly available online. It's barely a slap on the wrist, but it shows us the league truly uh, 
they want to stand for diversity uh, and inclusion. And a former staffer who spoke uh, to uh, one of the big networks for the initial uh, 2021 story told, uh, I'm grateful to have a validation after being told I was insane uh, and uh, a little uh, expleted there and uh, being dramatic uh, that finally definitely lets me breathe a little bit. But uh, uh, during Sarvis' tenure, the investigation found that he, on at least five occasions, repeated the M-word when counting uh, statements of others, engaged in instances of inequitable conduct towards female employees and many sex-related comments in the workplace, made inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female employees and other women, and on several occasions engaged in inappropriate physical conduct conduct towards male employees, engaged in demeaning and harsh treatment of employees, including yelling and cursing at them. So uh, Mr. Sarver uh, is going to pay a price, too, uh, with a $10 million fine. Yeah, you know, uh, Sterling back in 2014, uh, he was fined $2.5 million, forced to sell the team and banned from the NBA uh, in its entirety. And I'm not sure if the allegations were more severe uh, in those days. But he also, uh, with, with the uh, treatment of women, keep in mind uh, he also owns the Phoenix Mercury, the right. WNBA team. That's and, and many of the NBA team owners also own the WNBA team uh, in their city, uh, not uh, completely, uh, it's not a, a rule, just happens to be the case. So again, um, you're dealing with a lot of African American and a lot of women in uh, your leagues and to uh, be accused and uh, apparently, uh, again, I, uh, it isn't a court of law that has convicted him, it's you know the NBA and the NBA commissioner and perhaps uh, a panel of NBA folks but it's probably time for him to go. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the other owners uh, decide that uh, also, you know, in the NFL, uh, with a vote of the uh, owners that can push you out and force you to sell the team, uh, will this take place in the NBA? I don't know if there's a benchmark for the number of owners have to feel that way, but uh, he's in some serious uh, serious areas. Uh, I still think a $10 million fine. I've never heard of a fine that large at $2.5 million a few years ago. To Sterlington, uh, maybe it was a benchmark, but uh, $10 million, I can never recall a fine being that large. Of course, he's a multi-billionaire, too, so uh, I'm sure he can find the money uh, to pay that fine. So in the meantime, though, uh, he has been destined to, uh, if he wants, I guess he can listen to him or watch him play, but he can't be anywhere in the vicinity of practice or games or the arena through which they play. So uh, uh, sad news for Robert uh, Sarver. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, in uh, Major League Baseball news, Aaron Judd gets closer to 61, I should say even 62. That'll break the mark. He hit number 56 and 57 last night. Uh, I I did see 57. Uh, I thought it was going to knock down a light standard at Fenway Park. The other, the the one uh, before uh, that tied the game at three um, went opposite fields. You know, this guy just can uh, do what he wants with a baseball bat and uh, then uh, tied the game at four uh, with the 57th home run and and what a shot it was. And eventually, and again, in extra innings, uh, the Yankees score three runs. uh, The Red Sox come back with two runs. And it's just, uh, again, more proof that starting with a man on second base is stupid. But anyway, that being said, they they walked him in the 10th. Uh, he didn't get a chance to swing the bat. Yeah, he hit his 56, as you mentioned, off starter uh, Nick Pavetta. 
in the sixth inning. It's a 57th off reliever, uh, Garrett Whitlock in the eighth, and he's now tied with Alex Rodriguez for the second most home runs in a season by a right-handed hitter in the American League, one shy of tying Hank Greenberg, who hit, uh, I think, 58 in 1938, and Jimmy Fox. Uh, had also 58 and 32. As usual, Judd tried to divert any attention to his personal allocates to what uh, has been an MVP-type caliber season. And what's remarkable is he's hitting over 300, I think, uh, currently. I think 307, 308, somewhere yes, in that Yesterday vicinity. we saw 30 something yeah. Yeah, so he's uh, not only slugging him. Of course, again, I go back to, uh, you know, Hank Greenberg uh, was a pretty big fella. He was probably 6'3 or 4. Jimmy Fox was also a big man. Man. But before then, uh, uh, most of your home run hitters back then, you know, Mickey Mantle stood about 5'10 or 11. Roger Maris was right about six foot. The size of these guys, Aaron Judge is a good 6'6", 6'7". And, uh, I mean, the strength, the fences are just about the same length in most of the ballparks like they were back then. But uh, just because of a size, the way he is, I mean, he, any any kind of fly ball, with uh, he gets full pitch on it. Uh, it's gone. It's out of the ballpark, and uh, I look for him to. He might even the way he's hitting the ball right now. He might reach the mid sixties. Uh, that sixty two is well within reach with the Yankees having probably about twenty games left. So uh, can he do it in one hundred and fifty four? That'd be interesting, uh, Jeff. In no, that regard, it, it, it'd be kind of fun to see that, but um, not not an issue in my book. But. I know that. Yeah, and 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 uh, I think uh, I think it was Faye Vincent that removed the asterisk on Roger Maris's home run record uh, back in uh, the early 90s. And, uh, oh, yeah, curious, were you able to look at 61? No, I, you know what, um, coincidentally, and it is wholly coincidental. All right. I, uh, I get a lot of stuff from eBay, email alerts about uh, things, and because my girlfriend, Christine, has uh, fallen in love with Anthony Rizzo, I had gotten her a Yankees jersey All right. uh, for Anthony Rizzo okay. uh, from eBay. Uh, got a great deal on it. So I get email alerts from eBay on related topics. So last week I saw a Mickey Mantle Mitchell and Ness jersey uh, from 1950 with the 50-year uh, anniversary oh, okay. patch of the American okay. League, I think it was. And uh, so I uh, went ahead and great deal i think i paid more on shipping than i did uh, for the jersey (laughs) but and i'm kidding a little bit there but uh, that is due uh, later this week and i thought i'd completely nerd out and wait to watch the movie wearing the mickey mouse okay all right i understand so so i'm holding on to it but i uh, did appreciate roland dropping it off yesterday and yeah i will get to it uh, probably by mid next week you'll enjoy it too it's pretty and it's pretty factual too i think when Billy Crystal uh, put the movie together, he won't. I mean, even the the players uh, kind of looked like the uh, uh, way they looked like back then. Uh, the uniforms they wore. The, uh, they did some little computer work with regards to the stadiums and all. But it, it had a couple of things in there that were kind of movie related, Hollywood style, if you know what I mean. And uh, but other than that, uh, the movie's pretty accurate with details and uh, what took place during the course of that. S- that summer, uh, in 1961, and uh, as a young boy uh, growing up in that time, I remember a lot of that that took place with uh, Maris losing his hair and the threats and all he was receiving. So uh, it would be an interesting movie. But back to Judd. 
uh, just flat out just raking right now. And the Yankees uh, uh, still have some work to do. Um, they're, they're trying to beat off uh, Toronto and I think Tampa Tampa for that uh, division title. So, uh, And speaking of division titles, last night the Dodgers clinched. And uh, the night before they had clinched a playoff spot, last correct. night they clinched the division. That is correct. And it uh, looks like uh, they're not going to have any uh, problems uh, w- with that either. So uh, Next for them is clinching home field advantage yeah, throughout, throughout the National the, League. And it's, I can't even, I'm trying to think uh, uh, the closest ones to them, the Mets and the Braves are fighting it out over in the Eastern now, Division. I don't know if the Mets are fighting much. Uh, yeah, the Cubs they, have beat them uh, two games right. in a row. and. Not not close games, but really dominating games early and holding leads. Uh, the starting pitching for the Cubs has been great since the All-Star break. The bullpen has been suspect, but uh, these last couple of games, uh, holding off the Mets, um, uh, it's um, uh, just when the Mets really need it, uh, they're losing against at home, too, against right. uh, a mid, middle-of-the-road team. And the Braves are, you know, the defending uh uh, world champs, and uh, they've got a lot to say right now with regards to <laughs> who's going to play in the uh, in the uh, playoffs uh, as a number one seed. And uh, they're making a run at the uh, at the Dodgers, but uh, they've got a, they got a lot of work to do in that regard with the standings. Uh, of course, in the National League, the Dodgers uh, just playing uh, almost seventy percent baseball, winning seven out of ten games, and. Uh, uh, the Mets and the uh, Braves are uh, about, about 10 games behind. So I, I can say the Dodgers, uh, uh, unless they completely collapse, and that's been known to happen to teams in the National League. Uh, Almost impossible. But it, you're right. Uh, you're right. At that time, the Mets are 4-6 and six in their last 10. The Braves are 7-3. and three. They're a half game back as they head to tonight's action and all. Cards get uh, beat up a little bit by the Brewers. They're hoping to get a little closer. They play again tonight. And two more next week. They're seven back of the Cardinals while the Dodgers 20 and a half games up on San Diego. Who's fighting for a uh, wild card berth? And uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be hard. But uh, right now uh, it looks like uh, uh, with the the Mets uh, in Atlanta, St. Louis, uh, possibly Milwaukee, the Dodgers, San Diego for a playoff berth. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see what transpires in the next uh uh, approximately three weeks, I guess, before the season's over. And as we mentioned, uh, uh, Mike Trout uh, looking to hit his eighth home run uh, in a row, uh, or eight games, uh, uh, serial row uh, games hitting a home run. And it, he fails last night, uh, has a couple opportunities, uh, but uh, not to be. Dale Long still holds out along with Mattingly. Uh, Dale Long, I, play, I think, played with the Pirates back then when he set the record back in. Uh, mid 50s 55 mm. 56 somewhere in there and mattingly tied it i think sometime in the late 80s i'm, I'm pretty sure it was 87 because i remember where i was watching the game i was bartending at a holiday inn bar where i went to college and i remember i was working that night where he hit the eighth uh, uh, the home run on the eighth straight game but but I and I'm pretty sure that would have been 87. Okay, and uh, maybe 88. It's some yeah, it's somewhere in there. And uh, he, uh, you know, that Marky tied Dale Long, who played with the Pirates. Who Long was just a journeyman player, an outfielder back then, and uh, didn't uh, didn't see a lot of action. Wouldn't uh, just hit, got on a streak and was seeing the ball real well, and uh, knocked out eight home runs over a period of eight games, consecutive games, and uh, set the record. And uh, Mattingly ties it and. 
trout time to tie it also, but uh, ran out of luck last night. And uh, I believe I, I believe the uh, did the uh, Angels win last night uh, in that regard. When I'm looking, up no, they lost quick. to Cleveland. Yeah, they they lost three, three in a row. Yeah, that in 20, Cleveland, and that a, a team with two of the best baseball players in baseball. And here they are, uh, 20 games under 500. Yeah, uh, that, I, I that's hard to believe. I know, I know. And, and I had, you know, again, I, I criticized Mike Trout because of his playoff inability. And obviously it takes a team to get to the postseason. It's not like uh, the NBA can be dominated by one guy that maybe uh, gets him into the playoffs on a consistent basis. But, you know, I was disappointed that uh, the managerial situation, uh, I was such a fan and still am of Madden, uh, disappointed it didn't work out for him and uh, with the Angels and uh, with Shohei Atani, although he exited a game uh, because of a blister. I think he's still in the lineup, uh, uh-huh. but, but exited a game pitching. But you're right, uh, with those two players, you'd think um, that they would have a much better record, but they consistently falter and... Somewhere along the lines, uh, you got to look to the uh, front office. Yeah, you, you, that you do, and with, and you know they've got a couple other really good ball players, and uh, you know it, it makes you wonder. Twenty, and at one time, you remember they they were they were playing very well into May and all uh, with the first uh, I'd say first quarter of the season. Now all of a sudden they hit the skids, and where they lose thirteen, fourteen in a row sometime in June, and that pretty That's much... That's when they fire Madden. Yeah. And then they had a little bit of a resurgence, but then it didn't last long. They maybe no. had a little momentum, just a, a fresher outlook, but didn't didn't last. So, so something, I, I think, is innately wrong with that organization. Yeah, uh, and but you know, with regard to that, too, Trout missed a lot of action, too. He's been injury-prone the last few years, missing games and all. I think his last really full season was three years ago. So um, that that's something to consider, but a lot of uh, uh, people in baseball think that when he's healthy and on, he's the best player in the game, and that includes Otani. Uh, that uh, Steve Trout, uh, running, fielding, catching, hitting, hitting for power, throwing, is the best player in the game. But uh, uh, due to his injury situation, it's hurt him, and uh, I'm not so sure that, that that they held him out as a carrot. During the after the All Star game uh, for trade bait and uh, nothing came to it because you got to pick up his salary and uh, and is he going to be injury prone again mm-hmm. for you? So uh, we'll see what transpires. Hopefully uh, in the next, uh, I guess going into next year, if he's going to be trade bait or the Angels are going to hold on to him. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our first break and get our first high school coach on. Uh, after the break, uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach Artie Lauza of the Dalkin Panthers right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Road and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday night, it's Southern Jack. And on Saturday night, Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU with half-price drinks during their games and dollar shots when they score. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Check them out on Facebook. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Hump Day, uh, September the 14th here at uh, Kane Radio. Uh, we're trying to get on the line uh, Coach Artie Lauza, uh, of the uh, head football coach of the Delcom Panthers, where uh, this week uh, the Delcom Panthers, uh, um, I should say last Friday night, uh, had a rough game uh, against the Hanson Memorial Tigers uh, over in Delcom as uh, the Hanson uh, beat back uh, the Panthers uh, by a score of 45-31. to 31. Hopefully we can get Coach uh, Artie Lowe's on the line in the next few moments and all. Uh, uh, I believe last week, uh, Jeff, had, uh, he, he got caught up maybe in a class and mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, unable to uh, visit with us, but uh, hopefully we can get him uh, on the line momentarily. In the meantime, uh, Delcom coming into the – Season for their third game, they're at one and one, uh, having beat Centerville for their first game, then losing Hanson Memorial. They take on Pope John Paul. We talked about that. Pope John Paul the second, and we talked about that. His Artie's father is, I think, the offensive coordinator of the uh, Pope John Paul team over in Slidell as they journey to uh, Delcom to take on the Panthers. And uh, Artie and Artie, uh, we'll see how they uh, – little chess match there uh, with regards to father and son, uh, seeing how uh, each one will uh, try to, I guess, outcoach each other. So we'll see how that takes place. And, again, uh, hopefully, uh, again, we understand, uh, you know, we're catching coaches at the start of a school day in most parts. Uh, so we understand if every once in a while they are na- not able to join us. Uh, but, again – We'll look forward to checking in with him, uh, or at least him uh, maybe uh, checking back in with us uh, when he has an opportunity. In the meantime, let's uh, remind folks where we're going to be uh, this week doing yeah. football. Well, we've got two big games on tap with Kane Radio here uh, uh, during our, our high school broadcast schedule. Of course, uh, tomorrow night I will be over in uh, Erath as the Panthers. Uh, Catholic High looking for their first win of the year as they journey to Erath to take on the Bobcats in a – Non-district affair, but uh, a pretty big game for the Panthers, who uh, uh, were defeated by a pretty good VC team uh, two weeks ago and then dropped a journey to Baton Rouge to take on AAA uh, in the Parkview Baptist Eagles and losing by a score of 21-7. to uh, They journeyed to uh, Erath to take on the Bobcats and hopefully to get things going for them. Meanwhile, Jeff, I believe you Friday night uh, have a big game uh, 
to call, and uh, we'll have the Highland Baptist uh, Bears taking on St. John. I think they're also the Eagles uh, is their moniker uh, over in – and this is St. John of Plaquemine, the city, not the parish. Correct. So there is a difference there. So and both uh, will be on around airtime around 6.30 tomorrow night, Thursday, with a kickoff around 7, and your airtime will be a, uh, approximately 6.15 6 or so yeah. in that regard. So as the – Highland Bears, Highland Baptist Bears. So hopefully we'll have Coach uh, Hudson on in the second segment of our high school coaching today around 745. Still trying to see if we can hook up with Coach Artie Lauza from the Delcom squad uh, in that regard. So uh, high school uh, football, Jeff, it's in the air. And you know what's nice? It's a little cooler right now, too. So hopefully, uh, yeah, it's it's a little drier air, but uh, temperatures are still uh, going to be up around ninety for a high, uh, both tomorrow and Friday. Limited rain chances Friday, but uh, no rain in the forecast tomorrow, so that's good news uh, there. Yeah, we. Uh, it seems like we're always uh, we're fighting the uh, elements uh, for the first few weeks of the season. Well, one of the things you notice this time of year, once the sun goes down, it cools off in a hurry. It, the, that the, it the sun is still pretty intense year-round uh, this far south, and you, you can feel that even in January or February. If it's a sunny day, uh, you feel that sun beating down, but uh, sometimes it's the winds uh, that'll mess you up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and take this call okay. on the business line because I know sometimes uh, when we call from the studio line, it still shows up our business it does. line number. It does. So uh, we're going to go ahead and look at that. In the meantime, uh, hopefully we can uh, hook up with Coach Lauza. And uh, in the meantime, uh, the uh, Louisiana Sports Writers High School football polls uh, were released for the second week. And in 5A, Zachary had eight first-place votes. Uh, area teams uh, in, the, uh, in the 5A poll, uh, uh, Karen Crow, uh, along with receiving uh, votes, I thought I saw another local team, and I was not uh, accurate. But in the 5A poll, it looks like uh, uh, – Karen Crow is the only local team. Oh, excuse me, Acadiana comes in six. So uh, those two schools uh, represent the 5A poll. Acadiana six, Karen Crow ninth. In the 4A poll, uh, Westgate Tigers uh, still rolling along, and we got a phone call here. Coach uh, Lauza has been able to join us. Good morning, Coach. How are we doing today? Good morning, guys. How are you all? Hey, good, Coach. How's things going? Uh, Another big game this week uh, for you as uh, you take on, I believe it's the St. John Eagles, correct me if I'm wrong, out of uh, the city of Plaquemine. Is that correct? No, no, that's uh, Highland. Uh, oh, excuse me, Highland. I got the wrong, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, uh, with, uh, I got the Highland, not Delcom on. But Delcom plays a big game against Pope John Paul. So it's uh, going to be one Lauza against the other, uh, kind of uh, out coaching your dad. Well, I, I guess so a little bit. He's coaching their offensive line, so uh, you know he's not calling plays or anything like that. He's just enjoying working with the the offensive line, and they're doing a pretty good job. You know, watching them on film, so it'll be fun. But uh, yeah, they're coming in, and they have a, a big group of kids. They don't play many guys both ways, and you know that's going to be a task for us this week with a lot of our guys playing both ways. So now that we got some football weather in, it, it might be a good night for us. Yeah, Coach, uh, it looks like uh, with things going your way, too, I know you had a rough outing last 
uh, uh, last week against Handsome Memorial, but taking on uh, Pope John Paul out of Slidell. They'll journey down here to uh, Delcom to take on the Panthers. And uh, right now, how's your team? Are you pleased? You know, you're into the third week of the season, uh, still uh, working out some of the kinks. Uh, how are things going for you right now, offensively and defensively? Yeah, definitely uh, having to fix some things, work on some things, you know, that, that we kind of didn't love on offense the first two weeks. But I tell you, uh, Monday and, and yesterday we really had two really good days of practice. The guys are starting to understand and, and changing what we needed to do. We we moved our tight end to a, a wingback position, and I think that's made uh, our blocking a lot more effective on some of our, our schemes. So, you know, we're really uh, – a lot further along right now than we were at this time last week, so that feels pretty good going into this week's game. And I know uh, being familiar a little bit with some of your team, uh, uh, some of your players, I should say, and Parker LeBlanc and Jackson Wiggins, those two young men, I know Parker LeBlanc's been a quarterback for you. I think he's in his second, possibly third year for you. And Jackson Wiggins has been a fine player for you also uh, the last two years. Could uh, And I know there's some other young men uh, that play for you that uh, have done a good job for you this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Caden Bourgeois is the young man that we moved from tight end to wing back um, who came in in the second half and did a great job blocking for us. Uh, we're going to try to get him the ball a little bit this week. And uh, on the offensive line uh, and defensive line, Zeb Fogu has really uh, become a leader of the linemen this year with, um, with Chad and Aaron Olivier, two brothers who are both right pushing 300 pounds. So, you know, as soon as we get those guys going in the right direction, you know, we'll, we'll be a, a kind of hard to stop there because we're having some offensive success and we're not even really clicking yet. Yeah, again, you know, 45-31 to 31, that loss uh, against Hansen, but putting 31 points uh, on the board, you've you got to be pleased with that. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, obviously, and that's what I told the guys after the game. I said the good news is we're, we're, we're having success. The bad news is we're not doing it consistently. And then defensively, you know, we, we talked about uh, leading into this season our two new inside linebackers and the experience there. Um, and that kind of bit us on, you know, Hanson did some things offensively that, that pulled us out of position and they were able to have some success. So just the experience and cleaning that up, I think moving forward uh, we'll be able to fix those things. You know, we, we kind of joked about it Saturday morning, but – uh, the communication between you and your dad uh, in a game uh, week like this, uh, and the fact that he has never had a chance to see your team in Delcom yet. Yeah, you know, it, it's been funny talking to him this week. We've both kind of been, I've been hesitant to ask him some questions that I'd usually ask him about his team during the week because I don't want to cross the line, and I think he's kind of done the same. Uh, so w- we've been a little bit tight-lipped about each other's teams this week, but uh but he's looking forward to coming to Delcom. He's going to stay after the game and, uh, you know, hang out with our coaches. So it, it'll be a good night for both of us. And we've coached together. Uh, we've never coached against each other. So that, that'll that be fun. Yeah, I know. You, I, I seem to remember he helped you out a little bit when you were at Highland. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, he came over and coached the uh, offensive line for three years when, with me when I was at Highland. That's what I was thinking. Uh, what, what are the keys to success then for you on Friday night? We're going to have to be consistent on offense and, and sustain long drives and, and get the ball in the end zone. And defensively, we have to try to get their offense off the field as quickly as possible. Their game plan is to have 15, 16 play drives and just 
methodically march it down the field and eat up time. So if we can get them off the field, they go for it on fourth down a lot. If we can get them off the field, um, we should be okay in this one. Uh, Coach, uh, just a little tongue-in-cheek, uh, is there a little wager on the line between the Laosa households in that regard with regarding to the game Friday night? Uh, I think my two brothers may be having a wager, <laughs> but my, my, dad, my dad and I are staying out of that one. Okay. Do, do your brothers, Coach, are they uh, involved at all? No, 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 they're not in education. They're in the business world. Understood, understood. Coach, uh, best of luck Friday night, and we'll look forward to uh, recapping it Saturday morning and again next Wednesday. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Good luck, Coach. That. Coach uh, Artie Lowe's over at Highland. Uh, I was going to say uh, at Highland. No. Yeah, he was there for now. a few years. That's right. So, and uh, we got Highland. Uh, the, the, in fact, that Coach Hudson is uh, going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes, too. That's true. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, for Delcom, uh, too, uh, they've played pretty well so far. Uh, you know, Hanson's always got a good football team. For many, many, many years, they ran that old belly option, uh, and I'm not so sure they're still running that belly option still <laughs> to this day. Uh, they ran it for so many years when Dick McCloskey was the head football coach there and carried on into the 90s even in the early 2000s. So, uh not sure maybe they've opened it up a little bit and throwing the football but uh uh Hanson always has a pretty good program and uh we'll see how uh, Delcom uh, uh will uh play this coming uh Friday night as they take on Pope John Paul II out of Slidell in a big uh game uh, as they get ready to head into their district contest uh uh, three weeks from now. But um, interesting father-son coaching against each other here locally. Uh, uh, you know, and we had two New Iberia natives coaching in a football game two weeks ago with Coach Mike Desimo and Frank Selfo. So uh, a lot going on, Jeff. Uh, let's go ahead and take our next break and uh, bring on Coach Rick Hudson from Highland Baptist, the Bears, who are having some success so far as they're 2-0 and heading into their third game this coming uh, Friday. We'll be right back with Bayou Sports with more on FM 107.5 and AM 12. 40 right after this. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337 or go to answertopain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday night, it's Southern Jack. And on Saturday night, Cajun Roots. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU with half-price drinks during their games and dollar shots when they score. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Check them out on Facebook. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, 
Jeff, uh, I think we have uh, our next coach on the line, Coach Rick Hudson of the Highland Baptist Bears. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning. How's things going for you here in a big, beautiful uh, Wednesday hump day here in uh, New Iberia? It is very beautiful weather compared to what we've been having, both from the <laughs> amount of moisture and from the amount of temperature. Yeah, you said a mouthful, Coach. And uh, how are the Bears uh, getting ready for the, this this Friday night's game? You take on uh, St. John, I do believe, out of uh, the city of Plaquemine, the St. John. I think they're the Eagles. And uh, how's things looking up for your team uh, taking on uh, another game this week, your third one, uh, 2-0, too, for the, for the Bears? We've had two pretty decent practices the last couple of days. Um, uh, it's good to be on a dry practice field and and uh, be able to go a little bit more full speed than we've maybe been able to do in previous practices. But uh, um, and for the most part, we're healthy. So so uh, I, I think we've had two productive days, and hopefully, we'll get a couple more in before we play on Friday. Coach, uh, let's go back to last Friday, Hamilton Christian, fifty-two to fourteen victory. Uh, recap it a little bit for us. Uh, what led to some of your uh, success there? We took the opening drive for the second week in row and drove down the field scoring about eight plays. We made us feel pretty comfortable. And then they took the first play after the kickoff and went about 70 yards in one play with the quarterback, which we'd seen him do on, on film a couple of other times. So at that point, we were kind of thinking it was going to be a long night. But uh, I think a lot of it just had to do with adjusting to his speed because the next series we got a we got a sack on him and forced the punt. And, um, you know, we went up by, by the end of the half, we were up 31-7. to seven. So um, I, I really think at that point they were kind of stunned a little bit by what we'd done. We had a couple of... They weren't necessarily intentional onside kicks. We were really just trying to kick the ball away from their most dangerous uh, returner. We ended up recovering them just like an onside kick. So um, got a couple extra possessions in the first half, went up 31-7 to at halftime, and and pretty much coasted for the rest of the half. We ran the clock in the second half, though. Gotcha. What, um, as you uh, get ready for St. John, uh, since we spoke Saturday, what have you learned about this team? Well, they're very similar to us in, in what they do on offense. Um, we can call most of their plays with our terminology. Uh, they've got a returning quarterback this year who was uh, – I thought he was a good quarterback last year, and now he's got even more experience. So uh, the only thing, he, he didn't have the big target that he had last year. He graduated. They had a, a very good athlete at wide receiver last year, college baseball at, at Southeastern right now. But, uh, you know, very similar and – and then on defense, they play a lot of man-to-man coverage in the secondary, which is something we hadn't necessarily seen so far this season. So that'll be a little bit different in, in, in what we try to do uh, with our passing game, the routes that we run and things like that. So we've had to you know, go back and, and review some things that we hadn't used the last few weeks. And uh, But I, like I said, I think our kids like, like the challenge ahead of us, and uh, we're looking forward to Friday. Coach, and of course that game's going to be here in uh, New Iberia, kickoff approximately 7 o'clock. And uh, tell our uh, audience, listening audience, if they'd like to attend uh, the Bears game, uh, what time the gates would open, a price for a ticket, et cetera. Uh, gates will open at uh, 6.15. 
or maybe even earlier than that, but I, I wouldn't get here before 615. Um, concession stands will be fully stocked. Uh, price of admission, pre-sale is 8 and eight and 5, and at the gate they'll be uh, 10 and 7. All right. And, uh, Coach, uh, you, uh, you, know, you put up 52 points last week. You had to be pleased with your offense right now, and I think uh, you put up uh, – in your first week, you put up a nice number, too. Uh, you're 2-0, and uh, uh, things working for you. You mentioned your passing game uh, and your running game. You kind of try to keep uh, people on their uh, heels uh, with throwing the football and uh, not just running the football, even though I know over the years Holland's had some good running backs. So what's working for you right now? Well, last week it was a little bit of everything. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but we had, uh, I think, three different running backs scored touchdowns and two different receivers scored touchdowns. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe three different receivers, three different scored touchdowns. So we were able to mix the ball up, and then I think Parker had a couple of uh, rushing touchdowns himself. So, uh, you know, like we talk about with, with being balanced, you can make them defend every receiver that you've got, then, then that's a much easier, a much harder task than just defending a single running back or a single wide receiver. Is there anything you maybe learned about your team uh, after two weeks uh, versus uh, the preseason? Well, I think we're just getting better at uh, recognizing uh, things in the secondary that we need to do. You know, uh, some of those guys, this is their first taste of varsity experience. And so, you know, we've blown some coverages early on, especially uh, when we played gate on. Uh, in the scrimmage, you know, a few weeks ago, and uh, I think we're learning now, you know, where to, where to keep our eyes during the play, and and uh, you know, some some discipline involved in that too. And again, it'll be a challenge this week because they're a very very misdirection uh, oriented type offense, and they do a good job of making the play look like it's going one direction, throw a screen back to the other direction. So. Uh, I think we're getting better at that, but I know it's going to be a challenge on Friday because they they do a very good job of doing that. Real good. Well, Coach, uh, again, we look forward to being out there Friday night. I think it's been a couple of years since uh, we've been at Highland Baptist for a game, so looking forward to being there for the first of a couple of uh, occasions this Friday night. Uh, As always, thanks for joining us uh, on these Wednesday mornings and again on Saturdays uh, as well. Enjoyed visiting with you guys. Coach, take care. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Good luck to you. Appreciate uh, Coach Rick Hudson. And, again, uh, looking forward to being out there Friday night. uh, Great facility, really uh, up close and personal, uh, uh, doing games over there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be outside or inside on Friday night. um, But but when you can be outside, when it is comfortable to be outside – it's such a great view it, it that it is too and you know it's it you know they're where they are located uh on the north side of town i mean it's it's almost like neighborhood football too if you know what yeah. i mean so uh and, you know i, I lived on uh, mcelhenny street for 13 years and uh near trotter street there and it was really great to see how that campus developed uh, over that those years and, yeah. and continues to and it, it beautiful facilities uh, for relatively new school uh, here in the area, and uh, just uh, beautiful. Uh, they've got a great looking gym. I've called a couple games in there, and uh, also uh, with regards to their football facilities, their baseball facilities, and their softball 
facilities, uh, just uh, first class, too, for the Highland Baptist Bears uh, in that regard. So, uh, Jeff, real quickly, we've got a few minutes before we uh, take our next break. Uh, I was just talking about the Louisiana High School uh, 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 polls uh, that the sports writers put out each week. Of course, uh, in 5A, we mentioned Zachary's uh, is in the lead spot, followed by Card, Destrehan, the Catholic High, Baton Rouge, uh, area teams, Acadiana comes in sixth. While Karen Crow comes in ninth, uh, receiving votes, no one in this area. In 4A, our Westgate Tigers uh, still on top with six uh, first-place votes, followed closely by Lafayette Christian, who was one of Westgate's two defeats last year. Uh, and they, they'll line up against each other as they're in the same district. St. Thomas Moore comes in third. Um, Elsewhere, locally. Another district team. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, in uh, the others receiving votes, Cecilia and Father Turlings, uh, Catholic, are also in there in 4A. In 3A, Union Parish. That's for you wondering where Union Parish is. That used to be the Farmerville team up in uh, Union Parish. So, the, they consolidated some of the lower schools, the smaller schools, and Union Parish is the only school, I believe, in Union Parish High School that plays football. Uh, coming in second, University Sterling. Uh, elsewhere, teams in this area, I see where Lake Charles Prep is sixth in AAA, who the West, uh, Westgate beat last week in a tight one. Abbeville is at uh, 10th, coming in 10th, receiving votes. St. Martinville would be 12th, uh, and those are the only area schools. Of course, Portview Baptist got a vote, who defeated the Panthers last Friday night. And 2A, Manny, uh, um, up around Toledo Bend, leads the charge, followed by St. Charles Catholic and Newman, Third, Notre Dame in the area is fourth. Elsewhere, any other area schools, uh, Lorville's receiving votes. They'd be 12th uh, in that regard. So, meanwhile, going to uh, Class A, a Washita Christian leads the pack, followed by Homer, Southern Lab, Kentwood, uh, local schools. Vermilion Catholic comes in at sixth. In that regard, others receiving votes, looking for some local teams here. Central Catholic, Morgan City, along with Opelousas Catholic, uh, receiving votes also. So that's what the Louisiana Sports Writers uh, poll looks like this week, Jeff. And uh, you know, Vermilion Catholic at number six, a little surprising there, the way they've dominated their first two games against uh, two two A teams. Uh, um, they're sitting at two and zero. There's two one and one teams that are ranked higher than them, and um, three one-in-one teams that are ranked higher than them. Those uh, must be some pretty good one-loss teams. That's though. right. And when you think they beat Catholic High. Or, or the sports writers don't know what they're doing. Right, yeah. And, you know, it's it's tough enough, and I say this all the time, it's tough enough for us to keep uh, an eye on all of the Iberia Parish schools. That's right. Let alone to try and suggest we know what's going on in Union Parish, for God's sakes. Where, where 400 high schools yeah. are playing football in the state of Louisiana. And, uh, of course, uh, the VC, Vermilion Catholic, has made some statements, beating Catholic High 30 to nothing. Then the following week, take on Ascension Episcopal, which has had some pretty good football teams over the years, and they beat them 48 to 24. And, uh, and Ascension Episcopal has two outstanding special team performers and a kicker, uh, I believe, Wood, Woodring. Is he still there? Yeah, he's a senior this year. He's committed to the University of Georgia. And the punter, whose na- his, his name escapes me, he averages over 40-something yards a kick for high school. So uh, they can get, score on you from anywhere almost uh, inside the positive yardage and uh, can get you out of a hole from the negative yardage with their punter. So uh, two very fine uh, special team players for the Ascension Episcopal team and uh, – 
and BC has handled both uh, the two A teams already this year. Yeah. So again, um, um, we'll look forward to seeing how they progress uh, and move up or down uh, in the uh, polls. But again, they, they, they're fun to take a look at, but they are what they are. Uh. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, other high school action. You know, we failed to mention this. We need to give some uh, some plaudits to uh, the Generate Tigers. They're 2-0 this year, having defeated Westminster Christian the first game of the year and came back and beat Morgan City. 26-6. to That's right. That's impressive. They had the Lake Arthur uh, game Friday that they night. ended up playing in Lauraville. Saturday oh, really, because evening. of the uh, of concerns about field conditions okay. at Generette. All right. Well, uh, anyway, uh, they hit the Lake Arthur, who's usually got a pretty good football team over in that part of the – in Jeff Davis Parish. So we'll see how the Tigers come out. They're 2-0. I can't remember them being 2-0. It's been a long time in my memory bank. So, uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, Highland Baptist takes on uh, St. John out of Plaquemine, the city of Plaquemine. Delcom uh, taking on Pope John Paul. West St. Mary uh, taking on Northside. Elsewhere in high school football, of course, uh, the Lorville Tigers travel over to Abbeville to take on that Vermilion Catholic team. That's going to be pretty interesting, Jeff, in that regard. We'll see how the Tigers uh, come about. Uh, the St. Martinville Tigers will journey to uh, Brobridge to take on one of their uh, inter-parish rivals uh, in the Brobridge Tigers, while the Yellow Jackets journey to take on the Wrecking Rams over in Scott at Acadiana. Um, their first road game of the year. That's right. Uh, Westgate, uh, the Tigers, uh, they're going to travel to Shreveport uh, up in that area to take on Evangel Christian, uh, which will be an interesting contest. And, and again, uh, we'll remind folks who might be heading up, uh, they're playing at Bozier High School. Correct. That's right. And that uh, should be an interesting contest, too. We'll see how uh, Evangel's always been known to air it out. So we'll see how the Tigers, who have some outstanding prospects on the defensive backs, uh, uh, one young man committed to Texas. And, of course, the game tomorrow night we'll have here live on the air at 630 uh, with pregame and the uh, kickoff around 7, the Catholic High Panthers journey to Erath to take on uh, the Bobcats in Kane, one of Kane Radio's two broadcasts uh, this week. Looking forward to it, um, and uh, I'm, we, I guess you may have mentioned it, but uh, earlier, of course, we talked about Delcom and Pope John Paul II. That's correct. That's correct. So uh, uh, anyway, an interesting weekend again as we head into the third uh, weekend. Of course, uh, college action, uh, the Cajuns uh, uh, journeying to Houston to take on the Rice Owls, and uh, uh, we'll see how the Cajuns, of course, 2-0, and uh, Boy, down 14 nothing at half uh, against Eastern Michigan and come back to score seven touchdowns in the uh, second half, three in the third quarter, and four in the fourth quarter as they down uh, Eastern Michigan. Of course, they're 2-0, and uh, defeating Southeastern the week before, 24-7. They journeyed to Rice to take on the Owls. Not sure the Owls uh, can be <laughs> pretty good or pretty bad, and uh, we'll see how uh, the Cajuns hold up. Of course, the Tigers. Uh, that kickoff, by the way, set at 6.30. Okay. All right. And at 6, like uh, we see a lot of these uh, times. Of course, the LSU Tigers um, have another big ball game uh, this week uh, with regards to taking on Mississippi State. It's kind of like been a thorn in their side over the last few years. Uh, Mike Leach, they air it out. I wouldn't be surprised. He throws the football 50 times uh, uh, Saturday night in Tiger Stadium. Uh, so the Tigers uh, come in uh, one and one after a big win over Southern uh, last uh, Saturday night, uh, and therefore, of course, we all still remember that uh, huge loss to Florida State on a on a block uh, extra point attempt to uh, tie the ball game. But uh, 
A lot of football in the air. Of course, the Saints uh, taking on uh, Tampa Bay and uh, Tom Brady uh, kick off around uh, noon uh, Sunday. And, uh, Jeff, uh, pretty much uh, what's taking place here in high school football, college football, and also uh, professional football. There you go. And the Lions, a favorite. We talked about that early in the broadcast after 24 straight games of being a dog. So we'll see how the Lions uh, will play uh, this week. So, anyway, interesting. So, anyway, uh, ready for another break here before we head to our final segment here on Bayou Sports. Uh, You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with a little bit more in Today in Sports History on September 14th. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, uh, September the 14th. Uh, just looking around. Uh, uh, you know, just, you, you talked ahead. about Detroit, um, and for the first time in the past 24 regular season games, the Lions are, are finally favored to win in uh, what will be week two of the uh, NFL season. They're two-and-a-half-point home favorites over Washington, making uh, them the first time that they have been favored since November 22nd, 2020. And that was a road game against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Detroit lost that game 20 to nothing. 
Yeah. The last time they were favored to win, they lost 20 to nothing. In Carol- at Carolina, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, just uh, going over uh, what we discussed earlier, of course, Aaron Judge uh, no, slugs two last night. Uh, he's had 57 home runs. He had 56 and 57 last night. Uh, you know, the number two home run hitter in the major leagues is Kyle Swarber with 37. I mean, he's 20 behind uh, mm. Judge. That ought well, to tell I you miss, something. I miss Schwarber uh, so much uh, as a Cub. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't having that kind of success. I thought we gave up on him too soon. And he was such a fan favorite, and you just you, you just never knew when he was going to hit what we would eventually refer to as shore bombs. Uh, because uh, it was just so I, – I still think about that playoff game against one because it was against the Cardinals, but putting it on top of that right field video board. That's true. And now it is that, – that ball's encased in um, <laughs> you know, glass or probably some sort of plastic, clear plastic. Um, but uh, he, he, he was so much a part of that 15 and 16 team that uh, I miss him and we gave up on him too soon. Yeah, anyway uh, – he was a masher too. He could knock mm-hmm. him out of sight. Uh, the power, uh, the uh, uh, I guess the NFL power ratings have come out, and the Bills, of course, after the showing against the Rams, are number one. You got the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, who the Saints face this weekend, and uh, of course, the offensive line has its injuries. Uh, let's hope the Saints' defensive line can play well against those Buccaneers who are having uh, their issues with their offensive line. Then the Eagles, Chargers, and Saints come in at six. They found a way to beat the Falcons, but he wasn't pretty. And what happened to a defense that was supposed to be so dominant, you wonder. Um, anyway, hopefully they're going to get better against Tampa Bay. Uh, elsewhere, uh, notable teams, uh, the Packers come in at ninth, the Rams, the defending champs at 10th, the Bengals at 11th. The Dolphins have made their way up. They're at 12th. Uh, elsewhere, um, in that regard, the Browns, 18th, Steelers, 19th, Broncos, 20th. Of course, they lose a tough one up in Seattle Monday night, uh, 17-16. Uh, the Patriots, uh, kind of surprising. Uh, they got big problems on offense. Uh, Mac Jones has to pick up his player. This is going to be a long season, I think, for the Patriots. Uh, he got uh, dinged up a little bit, too. Yeah, he did. He? I think he did, too. You're Some right. Back issue. And then the Cowboys come in at 24th in the power ratings with Dak Prescott now. They're talking six to eight weeks, but listening to Jerry Jones, he talks like he's going to be back after four. Uh, we'll see. But thumb injury, remember Drew Brees went down with that uh, three years ago when Teddy Bridgewater came in. It goes 5-0 and with the Saints, that particular run. And uh, picked up a lot of money, though, as he became a quarterback elsewhere. But we'll see what the Cowboys are going to look like. The Bears at 25th, Seahawks 26th, Panthers, Jaguars, Texans, Lions, Jets, and the Falcons round out number 32, Jeff. Where, the, where is San Francisco in that list? Uh, this list, the 49ers are 13th. Trey yeah. Lance was really bad against the I Bears. I know, and, and, and granted, just, just because the Bears beat them doesn't mean that they're necessarily a better team, but, you know, they beat them. Yeah. Uh, and, again, that doesn't make their power rankings uh, that much better, but I'm surprised San Francisco's that high. I, I'm with you, too. Uh, kind of surprising uh, they are that high. And they how about the Colts? The Colts but... go to Houston, and uh, they get beat by uh, uh, by the Texans, and the Colts are 14th. You know, uh, just anyway, maybe anomaly. Uh, who knows? Anyway, today in sports history, September the 14th in 1913, Cubs Larry Cheney hurls a record. He gave up 14 hits in that game, Jeff, 
and he he shuts out the Giants seven nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, given it's called a, spacing your uh, hits out. Yeah, you know? and you know he had to walk somebody. I didn't look up the uh, game score, but fourteen hits. There were back then. They had errors. Uh, wow. Anyway, nineteen sixteen. Christy Matthewson, who I always thought was just a great ball player, college educated uh, ball player, pitched and wins his final game. I think Christy Matthewson won like three hundred seventy three games over the course of his career. In nineteen twenty three, in his fourth heavyweight boxing title, Jack Dempsey recovers after being sent through the ropes with a knockout of Argentina Chalice and Luis uh, Firpo in the second round of the Polo Grounds in New York City. 1923, Red Sox first baseman George Burns, not the actor, pulls off an unassisted triple play. Uh, and there have only been 15 unassisted triple play in Major League Baseball. They're rarer than a perfect game. Of course, the last one, I believe, was done sometime in uh, 09 by Eric Brunlett. Um, that was in August of 09. Elsewhere, Walter Johnson selected as the American League MVP. Of course, that's the only World Series the Washington Senators ever won. They were in one other series, but uh, didn't win it back in, uh, I want to say, 31, 32, somewhere in there. Elsewhere, 1930, the Lions, uh, Detroit Lions, playing as the Portsmouth uh, Spartans, play the first NFL game in history and win 13 to 6. Uh, again, in 1955, Herb Score, who was a tremendous pitcher for the White Sox as a rookie, set the rookie record, struck out 245 that year. Today's date, he broke the rookie record with 235 strikeouts en route to 245. In 1958, the Yankees win their 24th and 9th under Casey Stingle. Of course, uh, the Yankees uh, win the World Series that year. They beat the Boston, uh, excuse me, the, the Milwaukee Braves, who beat uh, the Yankees the year before in 57. Elsewhere, in 1968, Jimmy Ellis defeats Floyd Patterson in 15 for the heavyweight boxing title. Of course, Ellis being Muhammad Ali's sparring partner at one time. Of course, Ali had to forfeit his crown due to issues with his military, uh, 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 I guess, uh, not, uh, not applying or applying or even serving in the military. Uh, 1968, Denny McLean wins his 30th game of the season. He won 31 that year. First time a pitcher in Major League Baseball had won 30 games since uh, Dizzy Dean back with the Cardinals in 34. In 1975, Milwaukee Brewer Robert Yout breaks Mel Ott's record, of course Mel Ott being from Gretna, Louisiana, playing in 242 games as a teenager in Major mm. League Baseball. Wow, that's unbelievable. He year and a come half. come up young. That's right, year and a half. 1978, Braves Jim Bouton, 38, beats the Giants for his first win since 1970. Of course, if you uh, did any kind of reading in baseball, uh, Jim Bouton's ball four about the Yankees uh, set the Yankees back. So. Elsewhere, in 1980, Dwight Clark begins an NFL streak of 105 consecutive games receiving a pass. So uh, I think that was broken. I ended up being broken by Jerry Rice later on in uh, his career. In 1987, Cal Ripken of 8,243 consecutive innings played, meaning 908 straight games is broken. In other words, he just, I guess he took a breather, not playing in maybe the later innings of a game. Uh, of course, there were times when uh, Lou Gehring uh, started a game and sat out uh, after a few innings. So, But that streak of 21-30 was broken, of course, by uh, Ripken's 26-32. Elsewhere in U.S. Open tennis, uh, Ivan Lindel wins his, wins his third straight U.S. title, beat Sweden's Mats Volander and, uh, up in Flushing Meadow. Elsewhere in 1991, uh, a running back out of New Orleans by the name of freshman running back, Marshall Falk rushes for an NCAA record 
386 yards, seven touchdowns as the Aztecs beat Pacific 55-34. Uh, sad day in baseball today in 1994. Team owners vote to cancel the remainder of the 94 season as well as the World Series for only the second time in history with a labor dispute with players. And uh, I think the last time uh, the World Series was canceled was in either 02 or 03. Elsewhere in 2003, Baltimore running back Jamal Lewis sets the NFL rushing record when he ran for 295 yards, two TDs on 30 carries as the Ravens down the Cleveland, uh, the Browns 33-13. Birthdays today, born on this date in 1920, Bud Palmer. I don't know if you uh, older pe- fellas remember Bud Palmer. He was uh, basically an announcer, uh, sportscaster. I remember he used to come on ABC to announce the scores throughout the afternoon with regards to college football back mm. in the uh, 60s. And ni- on this date, uh, uh, born on this date, Dickie Mogul. College football Hall of Fame halfback and All-American at Rice in 54. And if you're going, boy, I've heard of that name. Well, Dickie Mako was a guy running for a touchdown in the 54 Cotton Bowl against Alabama when the Alabama coach, his name, it wasn't Bear Bryant's name, escaped me. Somebody get him. Somebody tackle him. And Tommy Lewis comes off the bench mm. for Alabama and tackles Dickie Mako as the referees of the games get together and huddle up and give Mogo a 95 yard touchdown run and Rice goes on to win the, win the game. Bama that year was the SEC champ. There was there was six zero and three in the uh, Southeastern Conference and uh, ended up losing the Cotton Bowl to a Rice that afternoon, uh, January first, nineteen fifty four. And the quote of the day by sports writer Jim Murray, a great sports writer uh, for the Los Angeles uh, paper back in the day. He said, "Baseball is a game where a curve is an optical illusion." A screwball can be a pitch or a person. Stealing is legal, and you can spit anywhere you like except in the umpire's eye or on the ball. And that's our quote of the day from uh, sports writer Jim Murray. Uh, Jeff, and don't know if you have any other breaking or headline news uh, to talk about. No, I did just go through uh, about 20 um, recent sports headlines. Nothing uh, really breaking news there. Uh, uh, Brett Favre, uh, we were talking off mic about his situation. Some texts revealing that. Brett Favre and uh, the Mississippi governor at the time may have been in cahoots on that welfare uh, scheme. And I'm going to probably talk a little bit about that, uh, given some time during Tush Matters this evening. Certainly want to thank our guests, though. Uh, Delcom head coach Artie Lauza, Highland Baptist head coach Rick Hudson. And as always, we thank our sponsors, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center. Tomorrow, along with other stuff, uh, Josh Lerman, head coach at Nish, scheduled to join us at about 7.30 uh, Thursday mornings. Uh, so, again, 